Hello and welcome to another episode of Downtown Manam, the podcast. I am Becca Schoenborn, here with my special guest host, Dustin Dubuque. I'm your special guest host? I'm your host on here every week. I know. <laughs> I, I haven't missed an episode yet, and you have. Touche. Touche. <laughs> but but you're, are you aware that uh, my uh, second child comes in December, and you'll probably have a guest host for a month or two, so you better... Wow, I forgot it's, about that. You're it's right. all on your shoulders for a little while, so good luck. Yeah, I gotta get my act together before <laughs> then, huh? Well, we are—we uh, just have a few downtown Menominee things happening coming up here. Our annual Winter Days parade and uh, holiday activities are happening on December 9th from four to eight. The parade starts at six thirty. There are usually lots of good floats. The restaurants and bars and stuff downtown usually have good deals. There's hot chocolate from Swiss Miss. Yeah. Santa's usually there. Yeah, we got Santa. Um, the uh, theme this year is what makes a superhero to us, which uh-huh. is fun. We mm-hmm. figured coming out of COVID, that's a good one. We, we're trying to bat around ideas and trying to think of what we could kind of tie in that's still fun. So mm-hmm. if people want to go to the traditional route of Iron Man and Spider-Man, they totally can because that's fun. Mm-hmm. But they can take it however way they want after two years of not having the parade. So. I think we're going to find that pretty cool. So, yeah, again, December 9th. And, again, fireworks. If you want to see fireworks when it's 20 below out and watch them blow them off in about three minutes, <laughs> that's the best part. If you want to see how much fireworks you can spend and blow off in, in a couple seconds mm-hmm. is the best part, I think. Yeah. you can Usually we can see them from the co-op because I've worked a couple of the nights and yeah. usually you can see them from our store too. So. Yeah. It's a good time. And, and again, if, if anybody's ever been, I know a lot of people do the parades and stuff, but it's it's like the most probably look forward to event, I think, and probably Menominee as a whole. Mm-hmm. No? Definitely so our, probably our biggest event that we do, right? By far. Yeah. Um, so it should be fun. We got some safety uh, protocols in order this year, trying mm-hmm. to extend the parade a little bit farther down Broadway. Um you know, so we're doing some things to try to keep it as safe as possible. So, but yeah, December cool. 9th, it's fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of safety, if we're if we sound a little different today, we're masked up for our guests. We are for these episodes. So we like to we're just being safe. Yep, we're just being extra safe for these ones. So yeah. um, if our audio is a little different, that's why. Always good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are joined with Pod by <laughs> by. What am I trying to say? With with with. Um, I need more caffeine, apparently. <laughs> Our guest, Padre Gallagher, from Stepping Stones, came fully caffeinated, and I didn't, so, I didn't, So it looks like obviously. you're taking over. Okay, I'm on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you didn't know that it. when you You didn't know that when you joined that uh, actually we're kicking back off and you were in. Yeah, you're actually the new co-host of the <laughs> show. Yeah, nature abhors a vacuum. I'll just slide <laughs> right in, right? <laughs> So, so welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, so w- again, because I guess I, I'm, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for Becca. I know you very much through Zoom. Yes. Over the past two years. I think this is the first time we've actually even seen each other in person. I, I think so. Uh, so which, that's just very cool. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Our podcast bringing people together. It's the first time we saw the Chancellor in person was on our podcast too, because mm-hmm. she'd been so on Zoom with everything. Um, so you're, you you came in during the pandemic, correct? Didn't you get hired at Stepping Stones for through that time? Yes, yes. Uh, it was actually September of 2020, so I've actually only been with Stepping Stones uh, a little more than a year now. Um, oh, wow. And a really interesting time to start. Um, there's not only the, uh, you know, the protocols to keep people safe, but also there's the effects of uh, COVID on our community, mm-hmm. uh, increased need, you know, and uh, so... It's been challenging times, but uh, what an incredible staff there at mm-hmm. Stepping Stones. Uh, sure. 
it's just fantastic. Yeah, and I guess before we get into it, for the people that don't know Menominee super well, uh, give the quick rundown of what Stepping Stones is and what they do before we Abs- go too far. Absolutely. Uh, so Stepping Stones is actually a, uh, a service organization that was started by the community, um, by area churches, uh, starting in the 80s. Um, and response to need that they saw in the community. And so volunteers got together and eventually boards were formed and budgets were put together. Um, But this uh, Stepping Stones is really a product of Menominee and Dunn County. And what uh, what we aim to do is to address uh, food insecurity, uh, homelessness, and isolation through our three programs. We've got a pantry uh, a homeless uh, uh, a shelter program, and uh, we have our community connections program that sends volunteers out to people to uh, to provide services for them. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's it's really good because I know stepping so especially during the pandemic, which I'm sure you've talked about enough, but still interesting um, to see as an outsider um, who supported Stepping Stones um, during that. Um, just like what an uh, awesome job the I think the organization did, you know, probably leading up to you and what it's continued to do since. I mean, I think people have really started to get back on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, idea that, um, I mean, I think every nonprofit in town, depending on who you are and what you do, is is very much needed in this city. And I think a lot of people saw that with Stepping Stones during all of this. Absolutely. The community mm-hmm. support's been outstanding. Yeah. Uh, we needed to keep coming, of course, but... Uh, but uh, it's been humbling to mm-hmm. see the response in the community to the, the need that it's seeing in itself, you know, mm-hmm. sure. um, and that's really what it's about. That's really cool. And you guys got a truck this year, I saw? Yes. Was that this year? I don't have any sense <laughs> of time anymore. <laughs> yeah, time so, uh, The other day is what I just say. It could be last month or three years ago, but, <laughs> it's, you know. It's been about a year now. Um, we, uh, we got a truck. Uh, named Moby. Moby. Um, it's large. It's white, and we were chasing it for a while, so we, <laughs> thought, <laughs> we thought that was a good name. That's good. Um, but uh, yeah, the, it's a it's a refrigerated box truck, and what it allows us to do is do food rescue from the, our generous neighborhood grocers, um, and uh, transport food to uh, to clients in the rural parts of the county through our pop up pantries in order to uh, help address food insecurity. Mm-hmm. And maybe something people don't know how big of a deal that is, is we at the co-op have been a part of the food rescue program for a long time and volunteers would just bring their own vehicles and load up the back of their oh. trucks and bring yeah. everything back to the pantry. So having a refrigerated vehicle is probably a huge, it's, it's been a, a huge ga- deal. Yeah, it's been a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. It really has been. Um, so. Uh, the volunteers are still driving the truck, but instead mm-hmm. of giving them thermal blankets to put over the product, and then when it gets in, we check all the temps, and you know, oh no, this you know it sat too long. Well, we can avoid that all now, and we can make sure that we're providing safe food, and mm-hmm. uh, and again, making making use of of the generosity of those businesses like the co-op. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's cool. So. And I know, and I pardon ignorance on this, but I know the pop-up pantry had been going on in Downing, or Downsville. Downsville. Downsville, yeah. sorry, wrong town, um, for quite a while. So with the truck, is that it is, that opens it up to bring it to other communities? Because Downsville is kind of like the, lack of a better term, like the bigger one, because that one happens a couple times a month, right? Yeah, so we have uh, four different communities that we uh, do pop-up pantries at uh, uh, twice a month. 
and that's uh, Downsville and Colfax and uh, Ridgeland and Sand Creek. And we, uh, we've seen a lot of response in those communities. The numbers are pretty high. Uh, as far as uh, the number of household visits to those pantries, uh, we're, we were up above 1,800 household visits oh, wow. um, during 2020. Um, so uh, the need is there. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that, uh, that we've just recently added was uh, an additional stop down in Rock Falls. Mm. in oh, the southeast yeah. corner of the county, mm -hmm. which it's on the other side of that river, and that river really makes a, a big difference. Uh, through the 26 miles of that river in our county, there's only one bridge. Oh, wow. Um, oh, really? So there's, there's really... Yeah, I didn't know that either. No. Yeah, they're, they're really... Uh, they're isolated from the rest of Dunn County as far as services go. It's uh, oftentimes closer for folks to go to Eau Claire, Durand, or you know uh, other other towns but uh, so we're we're starting to do a pop-up pantry down there and uh, that's the first uh, Tuesday of every month we've got our, our second one coming up here cool yeah and those pop-up pantries are really awesome because something that I think people probably don't think about if they haven't been in that situation is that transportation is a big issue and if you a lot of people who are food insecure also can't get to the food pantry in town here so bringing the food pantry out to them and bringing your services out to them is probably a a really big deal for all of those people yeah and and you're hitting on something really important there becca that um when people are having problems buying food they don't have a lot of money to spend on anything mm -hmm. uh so whatever they're covering in rent utilities healthcare expenses transportation uh Oftentimes, the food piece is what they consider to be flexible. Mm -hmm. You've got to pay your rent. You've got to put gas in your car in order to keep going to work, right? Well, I can, I can still work hungry, you know, mm -hmm. and, and for people to have to make that call, uh, that's tough. So right. uh, the, the pop-up pantries that we're providing, uh, we're really trying to cover a portion of their concerns so they can focus on other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's amazing. So uh, what are some of the other, so yeah, we spent time on the pop-up pantries, which I think is just one of the coolest things that, uh, that you guys do, but what are some of the other services that uh, I guess people maybe, probably like me, who knows the general gist of Stepping Stones, maybe don't know? Uh, yeah, so on the pantry side, uh, we provide weekend kids meals to the area schools. Uh, right now we're over 300 uh, students each week. Uh, get get uh, weekend meals uh, and basically the thought behind that is uh, the schools are doing an incredible job of providing nutritious food for all all of the kids during the school week but uh, some of some of the children who rely on that day in and day out once they go home for the weekend Oftentimes their parents are working or they're having, again, trouble covering food expenses. Mm -hmm. uh, we're providing uh, meals to help carry that through over those weekends. So we call that our SAM program, Share a Meal. And uh, we've been doing that for quite a while now. Um, in addition to that, uh, we have uh, senior commodities, uh, which are uh, uh, supplies for pantry that we send out to uh, senior citizens that sign up uh, and they can do that through us or through West Cab here in the county um, and then 
on our shelter side, uh, we are providing uh, shelter through our five uh, shelter apartments, but we also are providing quite a bit of shelter for people in the community through area hotels right now. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask about that because I had seen that you had been offering that and during the pandemic especially. Yeah, so it, it's, it's been really interesting. Once um, our traditional model during colder months was we would uh, we would convert one of our shelter apartment buildings into uh, congregate shelter. So, you know, we'd put multiple beds in rooms and we would have up to 10 people and we called this shelter the Winter Haven Shelter. We would have up to uh, 10 people shelter any given night. Well, there have been some issues there as far as getting volunteers to help us run it, but then we kept it going up until COVID hit. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's not safe to cram unrelated people into rooms together. Right. Um, so it stopped being an option for us. Thankfully, at the same time, uh, we saw community response as far as donations to help us cover hotels, and, but we've also seen support coming in from federal and state grants. So uh, our, our budget on the shelter side is really high right now. Um, but we're still not meeting the need that's in the community. And uh, just just uh, as a big picture, uh, traditionally before COVID, we would shelter about, uh, we would provide about a little more than 4,000 shelter nights. Wow. And a shelter night would be, is the number of times heads hit pillows is mm -hmm. basically the way to think about it. Last year, we provide we provided 6,300 shelter nights. Wow. And right now in 2021, it's going to be more than 8,000. Uh, at the same time, we're only hitting about a quarter of the need that we're seeing. Wow, really? Uh, we have right now uh, just under 30 households waitlisted for shelter. And that's the lowest it's been in three months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You kind of already like hit on the question that I was going to ask, I think, for... And again, Becca and I are relatively involved, so we kind of understand, but I think there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't even think of the need that is here. And, and I'm it's sure something you, like right. people are fortunate they don't have to think about right. or cross their mind regularly that there are a lot of people. Yeah, there. I think there is that, right? That concept of, well, it's not me. So, and then like they know their family. Like, I mean, if I looked at myself in a bubble, right, I would see myself, my wife, her family, my family, not rich people, but, you know, we are able to survive and pay our bills and do what we need to do and still be able to go to the movies. Um, and so you just don't think, you assume that almost like everybody in the area, right? Because I, I personally don't, and this might be, again, just me, but as a, even somebody who's downtown and around town a lot, you don't see the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Like to me, I don't see it, but yeah. because of what you guys do, I know it exists. So what do you, what do you, what do you say to the people that like, or like just in general to the f folks that like don't see it and they don't because there's probably yeah. plenty of people that wouldn't or because why would they? And it's nothing on them. Right. It's right. just the fact that why would you know if you don't see it? Yeah, so even during normal years and normal times, uh, we all naturally, and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, focus on our own lives, our own families, and the people that we surround ourselves with. Uh, and so, you know, oftentimes it comes as a bit of a surprise when, you know, people talk about the needs of others uh, in that same community. But 
recently, I think that that's been, that, that issue has been magnified because of all of the isolation we're doing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we're, uh, we're, everybody is siloed. So it's, it's even more difficult to see what's going on in the broader community uh, instead of, you know, just the, the few people that we communicate with on a daily basis. Uh, it's a shrinking group. Mm -hmm. lately and so uh i think i think it's even harder to see it uh even as the need is going up it's it's becoming less and less visible for mm -hmm. people um and there's also statistics f fatigue right uh i and, and this is just human human nature there's nothing really wrong with it other than uh it, it helps us to be or it, it prevents us from being aware of, of what's uh, going out, on out there. If you're not seeing it for yourself, I can say 8,000 shelter nights. Well, that's a number. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to remember when you hear numbers like that, that each one of those is one individual who is struggling at one time mm -hmm. and who's reaching out and needing assistance. Um, so that that awareness is is part of uh what stepping stones has as its mission because we really are just the point the community comes to care for itself that's hard to do if you're not aware of what the problem is right yeah and eight thousand people that's i mean if if that was eight thousand individual people that's half our population of this town yeah and i'm sure it's repeat yeah, people and stuff but. A, a lot of a lot of repeats um in, in that, yeah, mm -hmm. but but uh, again, that's the number of times heads hit pillows. Yeah. Yep. So wow. then, uh, well, I have a couple. I, I guess the other question I have is, you know, then then it's the also is it part of your guys's uh, or your group's uh, mission too to help those who maybe aren't asking for it because there's has to be that odd bridge too, you know, um, of them folks that are proud or. You know, some people just don't feel, you know, some people are just don't want that help, you know, because mm -hmm. they feel somebody else should get it, even if they deserve it, you know, yeah. they feel like they, they could get it. Yeah. It's hard so to ask for help. Right. So is there a, is there a process for that on, on your guys' side or is it, uh, is it all, um, you, like people need to come to you? Well, it is up to individuals to come to us to a certain extent, sure. uh, with, we do quite a bit of outreach to the communities to make sure that we're getting the word out of the services that are uh, provided. And we're trying to do more of that and be more proactive to do that, again, to fight isolation, mm -hmm. right? As as people aren't uh, out and being exposed to as much, they might not hear about stepping stones and they might not know the assistance that we could provide. Uh, we are trying to make it so that people are comfortable if... Uh, because let's face it, you know, going through the pantry line isn't something that the majority of people want to do. It's, mm -hmm. but we need to make it okay when they they need to do it. Right. Uh, one of the things that has been a benefit uh, during COVID is we've changed our pantry distribution to curbside. And so a lot of families that are showing up, uh, they never have to get out of their cars. They just pull up pop their trunk we load them up with uh essentials for their pantry and uh you know tell them to take care have it mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time and so it, we're actually seeing unprecedented number of new signups and response okay. to 
to that. We're getting an average of 70 households, uh, new households, every month. Wow. Uh, and so that adds up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just the stigma of going and getting help and yeah. getting standing in the food pantry line probably it prevents a lot of people from even reaching out, which that is probably incredibly frustrating from your side because you just are trying to get food into people's homes and yeah. it doesn't matter but what got you to that situation. If you need help, you need help. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that really helps with that, though, is the realization that this is a community effort Mm -hmm. and when people recognize that it's their community that's offering it instead of some nameless faceless government program Mm -hmm. then i think some of that stigma drops off because this is about people that we know people that are our neighbors saying hey we want to help and that's really what stepping stones is about yeah on that same topic i know I'm not sure if it is Stepping Stone specifically or a group that is volunteering with you, but the Farmers Feed Dunn County program, I've kind of um, heard a little bit about that and met with a couple of people to help out with that. But could you maybe talk a little bit about those meal kits that you've been, that you've put together with local farmers and stuff? I think that's pretty awesome. Yes. uh, We have had, uh, we've been really blessed by, by having uh, members of our staff and members of the community who are, uh, really engaged in in the local agricultural community mm-hmm. um, want to help by providing world class produce and uh, some eggs and uh, some meat um, to the the folks that are food insecure and uh, so this program uh, was funded by a uh, Mayo Hometown Health Grant that we secured uh, through the generosity of of Mayo Clinic. And uh, we used that funding to uh, get it up off the ground, to do outreach to the area farmers. And the response was just incredible. Um, Again, it's about community, and Mm -hmm. it's hard to find stronger community than agricultural community. For sure. Uh, And so we have actually, uh, I don't know with with this last month's statistics, but the month before that I was looking at it, and we had tripled the pounds of produce that we put out over the year before. That's amazing. Uh, And, I mean, I I, I see this stuff come in, and and this is high-quality food. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as part of that, uh, we're putting together meal kits. So if you, during different harvest uh, periods, we have, uh, you know, different products come in, and we focus on, well, what could you make with this? So we're putting together uh, kits for chili, let's say. Mm or for potato leek soup, depending on what's being harvested at that time, putting the recipes in mm-hmm. and handing those out to people. And uh, there's been a lot of appreciation for that. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So I guess my next question for you is, is we, when Beck and I come up with kind of like who we want to have on, we try to time it with usually something. And um, the reason why your name came up is, well, you were already on our list. So good for you. <laughs> you were on the short list no matter what. And it was, uh, well, and then we were starting to talk about the holiday, right? And we had thrown out some names and of like bringing people on for different reasons. And, uh, and you know, and then the reason why I thought he, and, sh- and Becca had too, she had mentioned it just for like the holidays with, you know, obviously the cold and just the holidays in general. 
Um, I told her, I'm like, yeah, my, you know, last year, my two and a half year old did the, uh, 25 food, whatever you call, uh, I'm sorry, the 25 foods for 25 days of Christmas to oh, do yeah. it. And, uh, and it was just like, cause I'm like, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, he's two and a half. He's barely understanding, but he started to understand that he could do, put something in this box. Then we took it to stepping stones mm-hmm. and my wife brought it up even like a week ago. She was like, we got to do that again. So I was like, oh yeah, that's something that we need to keep in mind. Cause like, that's a really good, like simple idea for kids, I think to get involved. Mm-hmm. But then, like, what are some of the other things? At this time of year must be a, an interesting time of year, I think. Yeah, so uh, we can use uh, uh, we could we could use generosity, just like w- what you were talking about. We enjoy it when uh, community members stop by and they say, "Hey, we we put this together. We want this to go out to you know the pantry, or we 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 have these provisions for your shelter." clients you know uh we we really appreciate that uh we're very interested in of course financial support as well Mm -hmm. uh so donations along those lines but uh but one of the areas that we're really looking for support is in volunteers uh of course yeah so um the nonprofit world's number one issue no Mm -hmm. matter who you are that is it. the volunteer that scary word it's scarier than money half the time (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. oh, we like funding. Oh, but there's some out there. Volunteers. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the real work. Yeah, and, and so what we're looking for is, is, and we have fantastic volunteers, and they come sure. in, and they're a tight-knit bunch, mm-hmm. and they really enjoy uh, spending time together and doing good work together, but we need more of them. Uh, and, and, you know, some of our core volunteers have come and told me, well, you know, we're thinking of uh retiring from volunteering coming up so we really need to get in some new perhaps younger volunteers who aren't just going to come you know once or twice even though we appreciate that but uh might want to invest their time consistently over a period of time so we could say you know oh so and so's coming in we know that we've got sorting of bread covered Mm -hmm. right so we're really looking for the community to continue to step up along those Mm -hmm. lines well, that's great. So if you're listening and want to volunteer or have some extra time to spare uh, or anything that you can donate also, but definitely reach out to Stepping Stones about volunteering. It sounds like you can use all the extra hands you can get, especially with how much more you're doing. Absolutely. So Yeah, yeah I, I can only imagine how many, how many volunteers on a typical day. Well, or, or be, and this is one of the issues because of COVID, we've had to ask or... We didn't ask, but our volunteers wisely took care of their own health and, you know, decided to step back. Uh, but we average, uh, they, volunteers at Stepping Stones have offset uh, about four full-time positions. Um, wow. That's f- pretty if we had to, yeah. If we had That's to really cover good. it with, with staff. Mm-hmm. So um, we have more in at some points and fewer when, you know, but uh, but overall that's the big picture. And we'd like to... We'd like to do more with that because mm-hmm. if we're not spending it on staff, we could spend it on our clients, which is the point. Right. Mm-hmm. So where can people um, learn more about volunteering? Your website? Yes. Uh, folks can go to our website at uh, steppingstonesdcisindunncounty.org. Uh, we've got information about all of our programs and ways that the community can help, including details on volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so I guess the one question we have to ask, just so we know, 
<laughs> uh, we, we definitely covered stepping stones, which is definitely what you wanted. But you said you just got hired here a year ago. So <laughs> kind of what, what drew you? We always like to know. What, what We talked quick off mic about this. But mm-hmm. what we always like to know how people you know got around to where they came to being here yeah we really spent the whole episode talking about <laughs> your work which is great i mean you're doing really important work but but i feel like if we have an episode this is opposite of uh, how we normally do it so but we're always interested in that because you know yeah. obviously we're the quote-unquote downtown menominee podcast so we focus a lot on this city and we always like to know kind of why people chose here because yes you can work here but most people don't like to not like where they live just to work there so <laughs> yeah you know well, uh, what drew me to Stepping Stones in the community was uh, actually when I first started uh, in Menominee, I, I was working at UW-Stout at the library and then as an adjunct instructor there. Uh, and so I got to know the community during that period of time. That was about three years that, that I was here. And I also worked for Feed My People out mm-hmm. of Eau Claire for a period of time. Uh, during my time with Feed My People, I actually uh, worked on operations and I scheduled uh, uh, food distribution and I got behind the wheel and I would drive truck for them. Mm-hmm. Stepping Stones was always my favorite stop. I used to deliver from Feed My People to Stepping Stones and there are a couple of volunteers who are at Stepping Stones right now who remember me doing a terrible job backing a truck <laughs> up to the dock. <laughs> it would have been probably six years ago or so. Funny. Uh, and 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 now I'm I'm part of the team. That's so. funny. Yeah. So is that the thing that they told you right when you walked in the door? They're like, "Oh, I'm surprised he made it through the door." <laughs> <laughs> they never let you. They're like, it. "Oh, they, you guys got that guy? Yeah. Did you see him back that truck up that one time?" Good thing he's not driving trucks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better with the trucks. So oh, good. I really have. So not from here originally. You're nope. a transplant, also. Transplant from Colorado. Ooh, uh, yeah, my I, other favorite state. I grew up I in love it there. I grew up in the mountains in a small town, mm. and. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know, we lived, uh, uh, my wife KT and I and our two boys lived in Colorado up until 2013 and, uh, neat state, but Wisconsin really has a lot to offer. And, mm-hmm. um, when we came out here, one of the reasons we decided to was, uh, the fact that Wisconsin still has communities, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, that seemed to be missing in a lot of other places. So, yeah, that, that was a really big draw for us. That's yeah. awesome. That's very cool. All right, as we wind down, we ask the same the same questions to every guest at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start, I suppose. Okay. Um, so my question is, is what's your favorite movie? Because I'm a big movie guy. <laughs> oh, boy. <And> it, <laughs> we've learned a lot of people aren't, like me. So we always say, like, what's the first thing that pops into your I head? I love seeing people's reactions to that question because uh, it's either, like, I know immediately or, 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 or 20 movies <laughs> are in my brain right yeah. now. You know, I haven't been asked that in a long time, but uh, I, I do have to say Raising Arizona yeah, hey, is, good choice. is <laughs> one of my all-time favorites and uh, is still just so off and perfect at the same time it you know is. it's it's just a fantastic that movie. might be the best choice i've heard since we've been asking that question raising arizona is great i've never seen that movie all right well that's not i'll add it to my list <laughs> maybe i've seen it i don't i am very bad at remembering movies i've seen but we'll watch movies and i'm like 
I have I swear I've seen this before, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> Jay's like, we saw that in the theater. Oh, I, do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do that to my wife all the time. Oops. Yeah, you might watch it and be like, what was this guy thinking? Oh, it's so good, though. It, I'll yeah. go in with an open mind. It's yeah. good. Um, what's your favorite thing you've eaten lately? What kind of food do you like? Wow. You, you're are, in the food world, yeah, so yes, I was. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, there is a... Um, there is a a restaurant in Eau Claire called Agrol Plus. Oh yes, which is just I went, I went to grad school in Eau Claire. Yes, and I had a buddy that, and of course, you know, I was a I never lived there, but I had a buddy there who lived in Eau Claire for grad school. And I the first time I ever like we started to talk, I he was like, yeah, we'll just go grab a you know grab some food, and go grab a beer, and he was like, you gotta go to Agrol Plus. Yeah, <laughs> and and we used to go there all the time. Sorry not to cut out, but totally. On your on your time. Yeah, so so that that would be the most recent. But my go-to favorite thing in the community here is uh, I I go over to the Buck and get the wooden nickel. Mm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. burger. That Solid burger choice. Is just something else. It is. Yeah. yeah. Silver dollars, great burgers, man. I've been. Burgers I already great. started making soup. It's soup season soup for me. Season, so yeah. I my crock pot is out. I have chicken wild rice soup in my fridge. I've just yeah. fully, I fully dove into the. <laughs> cold weather immediately it's like well it's chilly i have to make soup and yep. eat it for the next six months yep yeah. i froze chilly already well that's awesome uh, do you have anything else that you know of places to find you or anything besides the website uh we're on facebook okay. uh and uh that it's easy to find us there um but uh, we're also uh for folks who are in need uh i just want to throw our phone number out there sure. uh, i know that's a little old school but uh uh, we're at 715-235-2920. And uh, if you're in need or if you want to lend assistance uh, along the lines of what we were discussing, uh, reach out. Awesome. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you for being here, Patrick. We appreciate it. This was fun. Mm-hmm. It was very informative. Um, yeah, but again, yeah, if you want to reach out to uh, Stepping Stones, do that. Or if you uh, if it's easier to go through the downtown Menominee, uh, avenues through our Facebook or website, we can help get you to where you need to be with Stepping Stones as well. Yeah, it's a great time of year to support them. And I mean, every time is of year is a great time of year right. to support them, but going into the holiday season, especially. Um, until next time, I guess. I like it when you wind it down. <laughs> so I'll let you finish. See ya.